0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies. Today, I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, July the 24th, and tonight at 7.05, the Philadelphia Phillies will be playing an actual, meaningful baseball game. We Freaking made it. Thank goodness. Oh my God. It is uh, what a slog it has been. So much uh, animosity and acrony, all this stuff. All the time we are here. There was baseball last night, real live games that mattered. And tonight, most importantly, the Philadelphia Phillies back in action. So much to get into. Jam packed show today. We'll get into the Phillies 30 man roster. We will make predictions. For the season, talk about the expanded playoffs first. Let's start with last night. The game's not even the biggest story. The biggest story of last night, prior to the first game, the Nationals and the Yankees. Juan Soto. It comes out that he had tested positive that day for coronavirus for COVID nineteen. Um, was not able to play obviously, and, and I think it kind of sparked a um, a lot of angst on on Twitter and on social media and all that about you know concern for the season. And and look, I think that that. Just a quick thought on it is, is that, you know, I think it was not ideal that the one of the biggest stars in the, the first game ended up testing positive right before, but I also think it's a, a sign of what the reality of this season is, is that guys are going to test positive. We are going to have star players who are going to have to miss games because of this, and, you know, I think we just got our first taste of it last night. Hopefully, you know, it seems that Soto's asymptomatic. Um, it seems that he was not in close contact without a mask, with any teammates according to the contact tracing and stuff so hopefully it is not a uh does not turn into a bigger deal but you know right now i just think this is the kind of thing we have to get used to and you hope that it doesn't get too bad and and get to a level where it becomes a real issue for the sport being able to function but um i think for right now we just gotta you know get used to it As, as crazy as that sounds all right let's get into it the phillies are playing baseball tonight yes coming up in just a few minutes We'll look at the uh, official 30-man roster the Phillies have put out. But first, some some major, major news um, that affects the Phillies in a major way. We we talked about the possibility of this yesterday as it was floated um, two nights ago, but it not come official until last night, right before first pitch. And really, technically, they, they still had to get the owner's approval, but it was approved that there will be an expanded – playoffs this season going from 10 teams to 16 teams three extra teams three extra wild card teams in each league meaning that over half the league will make the playoffs i I said my thoughts on this yesterday the idea you know look i don't love the idea of expanded playoffs past this season for 162 but for this unique season with so much variance and um, all that i do think the expanded post Postseason makes a lot of sense to make sure the teams that, that truly deserve to be there are there. Um, so I, I support it for this year. Um, the statement from Major League Baseball uh, coming out last night, MLB and MLBPA agreed to expand 2020 postseason. New best of three wildcard round exclusively on ESPN and TBS will proceed at the division series. Major League Baseball and the Players Association jointly announced today that the 2020 postseason will expand to 16 teams. Beginning with eight best of three wildcard series preceding the division series. All of the new postseason games will be exclusively televised by ESPN and t- TBS. Major League clubs unanimously approved the expansion of the postseason by a conference call this afternoon, and the Major League Baseball players have also approved the new system. Commissioner of Baseball Robert D. Manfred Jr. said, We are excited to announce the postseason, the expansion of the 2020 postseason. This season will be a sprint to a new format that will allow more fans to experience playoff baseball. We look forward to a memorable postseason concluding a year like no other and appreciate the continued partnership and enthusiasm of ESPN and TBS. Tony Clark, the executive director of the MLBPA, said the opportunity to have playoff games in this already abbreviated season makes sense for fans, the league, and players. We hope it will result in highly competitive pennant races as well as exciting additional playoff games to the benefit of the industry and all involved heading into next year. The higher seeds in the wild card series will host all three games, which will be scheduled from September 29th through October 2nd. So that's actually a, a pretty big deal at the end of that there, the idea that um, if you're the higher seed, you're home for all three games. There'll be no travel, there'll be no days off in between. It'll be three straight days of baseball, of playoff baseball, and um, some other... Uh, aspects to how this is going to work um according to buster only buster only with a couple nuggets one um this is a, a, a surprise to me I, I don't know if this makes a lot of sense but he says interesting wrinkle in the 16 team playoff format all second place teams in the six divisions qualify then the seventh and eighth teams will be chosen among the best records of the other teams i don't love that <laughs> i mean i would rather just be the the best records you know i mean what if there's a second place team in a division, like let's say the Diamondbacks come in second in the West with a um, 500 record, and there are three other teams. What if what if all four teams in the NL East are over 500? And again, I, I don't know, I don't think that'll have Four of the five contending, obviously, um, I don't expect that to happen or anything like that. But I do think that you know we we could see a situation where a team with a better record doesn't make it because this weird team in second place gets to choose it type thing. But whatever, I mean. It is what it is. The expansion still matters. You'll still have the two extra card teams, which matters. Um, and that is, you know, important um, for the Phillies, obviously. Uh, one other uh, piece of this, and this part I do like, uh, only had tweeted out earlier, as part of the 16-team expanded playoff proposal, number one, two, and three seeds in each league, the division winners would pick their opponents among the other five teams with well, a selection show. That idea I love. All in on that. I know a lot of people think it's hokey. I think it's super fun. Adds excitement to the game, intrigue to the game. The decisions can themselves can turn into to you know storylines for the series. Love, 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 love it. I think it's going to make baseball a lot more fun and people be interested in it. So um, I'm all for that. Ultimately, again, on a basic level, this is a good thing for the Phillies. Uh, Phillies. We're a fringe playoff team without this. I think they're a playoff team with this. We'll get to the official predictions later, but um, I'll tell you right now. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to bury the lead. The Phillies are making the playoffs this year. The long drought, and granted this season, has an asterisk next to it as far as I'm concerned, so it's not a you know, classic making the playoffs type of thing, but I think that the Phillies will make the playoffs for the first time since 2011 in the season. We'll get to that a little bit later coming up. Let's discuss what the Phillies roster is going to look like now that we have broken down what the playoff format will look like. The Phillies have finalized their opening day roster. A few surprises on here. For the most part, when we went through what it was going to look like yesterday, it's it's pretty similar. You know, it's pretty close. There are not a lot of changes. You know, some of the question marks we had uh, were answered. But um, going through the, uh, the roster, they're keeping 16 pitchers, two catchers, five infielders, and six outfielders. Um, they have reinstated uh, um, Tommy Hunter, Scott Kingery, Austin Davis, and Ectroneros from the injured list. Uh, Mingus, David Robertson, and lefty ranger Suarez will open the season on the injured list. So Suarez is the only one who is, you know, uh, in the plans to begin with. So that is a, uh, uh, look, when you're looking at these other teams, you know, we just mentioned Soto, but talked about it yesterday, the Mets losing Marcus Troman to a torn calf. Uh, the Braves having people opt out, Cole Hamill's not ready to go and all that. The Phillies really, things are breaking their way and they are setting up heading into the season, at least. And I know it's going to be again, a unique season with a lot of injuries and COVID and all that stuff, but Um, Right now, the Phillies, headed up, setting into the season, are the most complete of the four teams contending in the NL East. The Braves, look, the Braves are still more talented and better. I don't mean in terms of complete talent-wise. I'm talking in terms of who you expected to be on the field on opening day. The Phillies will have... All those guys, the Braves won't, the Nats won't, the Mets won't. You know, and I guess Stroman would be game two, so to speak. But you know what I mean. So um, I do think that that is a, a pretty big deal. And and I think it's a, a again, uh, I talked about this yesterday, but the idea that that in certain seasons you could just see teams heading into the season in, in any sport and just say, ah, things are not breaking great for them. You know, I don't love the, the vibe. And I think you would say that about the three other National League East teams right now and not about the Phillies. So this is a... Uh, Looking all right here. I'm, I'm getting pretty excited. And, and in a 60-game season, I think that matters even more because momentum, a hot start, all this type of stuff matters. I'm actually, it's funny because you know, if you've listened to me at all, you know that I've been pretty pessimistic about the Phillies' chances this year before this all happened. And then now with before the expanded playoffs, with the expanded playoffs, honestly, and even then, like I might have, I've been getting more and more optimistic over the last two weeks about the Phillies' chances. And again, I don't think it's, Look, I, you know, we're all somewhat homers and all that, and we're all rooting for him, the Phillies, and we have bias, but and we want to believe. But I really feel like over the last couple weeks, the way things have trended have trended in the Phillies' direction, and that makes me feel really optimistic about their chances. All right, let's go through the final 30-man roster, the 16 pitchers who were selected to the roster in alphabetical order. Jake Arrieta, Zach Eflin, Diolis Guerra, Tommy Hunter, Trevor Kelly, Reggie McLean, Hector Neris, Aaron Nola, Nick Pavetta, Ramon Rosso. Awesome to see him make the roster. Vince Velasquez and Zach Wheeler are the right-handed pitchers and the lefties. Jose Alvarez, Austin Davis, Cole Irvin, and Adam Morgan. All right. So, um, looking at that, look, I don't have any idea why Austin Davis is on this roster. I, I don't know what Austin Davis gives you that you don't have from other guys. And more so, I don't know why Garrett Clevenger didn't make the right. If you're going to keep a nasty left-handed pitcher, why not have Clevenger over Davis? Now, maybe it's a service time thing. Maybe they're going with a, a veteran over a rookie to start. But I think Garrett Clevenger and Connor Brogdon, the two guys who I think deserve the most to make the opening day roster based on what they've shown in the inter games, exhibition games. And, they're not going to be on it. And instead, Diaz Guerra and particularly Austin Davis are on the roster. And I, I think that's a mistake. We'll see what happens. But um, I think that's a mistake to start the season. Edgar Garcia also does not make the roster. Um, again, I was not expecting him to, but I, I thought he had a better chance to deal with Guerra. is on the roster. Reggie McLean, I like seeing him on there. I think Rosso is going to be a, a crucial, crucial bullpen piece for the Phillies. We've talked about that before. But pretty excited about the potential for what Rosso could do, he was very happy to see he made the roster. All right, catchers, Knapp and Romito as expected. Infielders, as expected, exactly what we thought. Didi Gregorius, Reese Hoskins, Scott Kingery, Gene Segura, and Neil Walker. And the six outfielders, one surprise here. As we expected, Jay Bruce, Bryce Harper, Adam Hazley, Andrew McCutcheon, and Roman Quinn to all make the roster, and they did. Kyle Garlick getting that sixth spot uh, over Nick Williams. I think it's a bit of a surprise. Look, I like Garlick. I think there's... More upside there. I like him better than I like Williams, no question. He's also a right-handed hitter. It's left-handed pitching really well. And when you look at the outfield, you got Bruce, you got Harper, you got Hazley, and then Quinn's a switch hitter. I think it actually makes sense from a balance perspective to have that extra right-handed bat out there. So I like the garlic move. I have no problem with it. You notice that Ronald Torres did not make the roster. The Phillies did only announce 29. They have Matt Klintec has since said that Phil Goslin will be the extra 30th man who will make the team tomorrow will be the extra man who will make the team today, uh, making it 30. So he'll be a sixth infielder for them. Goss, of course, has been white hot for the Phillies over the last few weeks. Um, again, I feel I feel pretty good about this roster. I, I think it's very clear that the bullpen is the the by far biggest hole on this team, and that's going to be an issue. I don't have a lot of confidence. I do think, though, that there are some young arms that can help. Connor Brogdon, Garrett Clevenger, bringing these guys back up. They're, they're there. They can be brought to this roster. I think those guys are going to help. I think Rosso is going to help. I like McLean a bit. Um, Trevor Kelly, they seem to like a lot. The submarine guy, uh, righty. I, I think there's a, a place for him in the bullpen, but ultimately I do think that as I've said many times, I think that when you look at this team, the bullpen is going to be the potential Achilles heel, but ultimately with the expanded playoffs, I feel incredibly confident legitimately about this Phillies team. I, I they are going to make the playoffs. Uh, I Again, this lamp's going to hit. They're going to hit. And I think the starting staff's going to be okay, especially once Howard comes up. And if it really is game six, with Bryce Harper saying that, it makes you feel like there's a real chance that could happen. A top three of Nola, Wheeler, and Howard is okay. Like, you can go to war with that. That is not too shabby. Certainly not as bad as what we expected. So... um I think the starting pitching will be okay. I think the starting pitching will be okay. I think the the lineup's going to rake. It's going to come down to that bullpen, and it's going to be important that that bullpen find ways to save some games and to keep them in some games here because, um, you know, it could go downhill very quickly. All right, uh, let's get to it. It is time to make some predictions for the 2020 baseball season. What's going to happen with our Philadelphia Phillies? How will this season play out? Let's go division by division, how I see these divisions shaking out. And I will start by saying that I am going to be wrong. I've said many times over the course of of this lead up here that this is, in my opinion, the hardest season in the history of baseball to predict. It is going to be so much about how teams handle this situation. And then the injury luck, the COVID luck, all this type of stuff is, is just such a massive part of the season. And again, as I've talked about so many times and continue to believe that whichever group of guys, whatever team can compartmentalize, can focus on the task at hand with all these massive factors weighing on them, are the teams that are going to end up having success. And yes, talent matters, but I also think that this other stuff is going to matter more than ever. Mental toughness, the ability to fight through, all the type of stuff is going to matter more than ever. So uh, let's just say these are my predictions that are sure to go wrong because I think they're probably going to go wrong. But I'm going to make them anyway, and I feel pretty good about them as I make them here today. AL East. Bit of a shocker to start. I have the Tampa Bay Rays winning the AL East. I know. The Yankees are one of the three best teams in baseball. Actually, the Yankees are better than the Rays for some reason. And we saw this in that when we did the, the poll of GMs the other day. I think the Tampa Bay Rays are uniquely well set up for this season. They have so many different pieces that they can mix and match. They have such a deep rotation, such a deep bullpen. And they're so smart. They win on the margins. They get little advantages that add up to be a lot over time. This season, all those little advantages are going to be massive. I think the Tampa Bay Rays and the Yankees will end up having two of the three best records in the American League East. Excuse me, in the American League. And I think that the Rays beat the Yankees by one game to take the division. I think the Yankees will obviously be number two, will be a wild card team and could still make some noise in the playoffs. We'll get to that. Uh, I think the Rays end up winning the AL East. I go Rays, Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Orioles with the Rays and the Yankees, the only two playoff teams out of the East, so That's the interesting thing is when you look at it, it's going to be tough to get to, uh, to eight playoff teams in the uh, American League. The uh, National League is so much deeper. Um, going to the AL Central, uh, I think the vast majority of people have the Twins winning this division. I don't. I'm giving it to the Indians. I like the way the Indians are set up. I think... Francisco Lindor is going to have a monster year. I think Mike Clevenger is going to have a great year. Shane Bieber is going to have a great year. I really like this Indians team, and I think Terry Francona is going to be a big factor this season in getting his guys ready to play. I've talked a lot about how important I think Girardi is this season, this particular moment, that a manager can make a big difference, the way he handles his club, the moves he makes and all that. So um, I think Francona is going to be the difference maker for the Indians. I'm going to have the Indians over the Twins. I think the Twins are still make the playoffs. They will be number two, and I actually have the – Chicago White Sox as our third playoff team from the AL Central, one of the eight um, White Sox, an up-and-coming team on the rise. And listen, by the way, th- this is the kind of thing where, again, I- I'm predicting, even though I-, I did my power rankings stuff, there are a couple things here that disagree with my rankings. Like, I had the Twins over the Indians in my power rankings, but I think things are going to break right for the Indians. Same thing with the Rays and the Yankees. I just I think that it's going to be a little weird, and things aren't going to shake out exactly how we think they will. A's, uh, let's move to the West. We have three more playoff teams. That means three from the West. I have the Oakland A's, the Houston Astros, and the Angels making the playoffs, the Angels as the last team in. I could see the Angels or the Red Sox getting that spot. I'll give it to the Angels. I think if Anthony Rendon can get healthy and play, that that's a a massive addition for that team, and they will be just good enough. I think Shoei Otani has a massive year. Uh, I actually have the A's winning the division over the Astros. I think the Astros are a better team. I think the A's uh, are a really good team, underrated. I love their lineup, love, love, love their lineup. Um, I think they've got some nice young pitching, and they got a bullpen. I'm going to take the A's over the Astros. Don't feel great about it, but again, you can see I'm, I'm torn on this one. I think, again, I think there's, there are six playoff teams I feel great about in the A.L., The Rays, the Yankees, the Indians, the Twins, the A's, the Astros. Those teams are making the playoffs. Those six teams, and again, this is the weirdest year. Weird things happen. I feel very confident those six teams make the playoffs. The White Sox, the Angels are the two I feel less confident about. All right, moving to the National League. Let's go from West East so we wait on the NL East. The National League West, the Dodgers. Duh. I have the Dodgers winning the NL West, uh, making the playoffs easily. I think the Diamondbacks will be number two in that division and thus a playoff team. I think their Diamondbacks are a pretty good team. I have the Padres third, the Giants fourth, and the Rockies fifth. And I have none of those teams making the playoffs. Moving to the NL Central. I have the St. Louis Cardinals winning the division, making the playoffs. I have the Cincinnati Reds, a trendy team, coming in second, making the playoffs. I have... The Chicago Cubs coming in third and the eighth team in the National League. I think they make the playoffs. The Brewers and the Pirates out. The Brewers very close. The Pirates not. So that leaves three playoff teams for the NL East. Coming in first place in the NL East. I still think it's the Braves. (laughs) Things haven't gone their way. I think the Braves still win the division, get first. Coming in second in the National League East. I'm there. The optimism is there. The Philips. Are coming in second in the NL East. I think they make the playoffs in second or third. I think it's gonna be close between the Phillies and the Washington Nationals. Who have making the playoffs. I have the Mets just on the outside looking in, but I do think the Mets are really good. And I think the Mets, Phillies, and Nationals are all gonna be within a game of each other, more or less. I think it's gonna be super close between those three. So really, second to fourth is a crapshoot, especially with so few games. I'm gonna give the Phillies and the Nats playoff spots. So to recap my playoff teams, I've got the Rays, the Yankees. The Indians, the Twins, White Sox, A's, Astros, Angels, the Dodgers, the Diamondbacks, the Cardinals, the Reds, the Cubs, the Braves, the Nats, and the Phillies. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the Padres made a leap, made the playoffs. I wouldn't be shocked if the Brewers made the playoffs. And again, any of those four teams in the NL East. All right, uh, we'll do awards real quick, and then we'll do the playoffs awards. Let's go. AL MVP. I mentioned him before. I know that. It's insane not to pick Mike Trout because Mike Trout is almost definitely going to be the AL MVP. But I'm giving it to Francisco Lindor. Has not won an MVP yet. Um, I think this is Lindor's year. Uh, the best shortstop in baseball potentially. Um, I think he is. Uh, he is also a beast offensively, defensively. And I think if I think the Indians are going to win the Central, I think they're going to have a good season. I think Francisco Lindor is going to be the reason for it. AL Cy Young. Why don't we stick with the Indians? Mike Clevenger. Love that dude. I think he's awesome. I think he's going to have a monster year. I think Shane Bieber's going to have a great year too for them. But I'm going to go with Clevenger. I know it's an outside-the-box pick. I think a lot of people think it's going to be Justin Verlander or, or most people think it's going to be Garrett Cole. Uh, I'm going to go with Clevenger. I'm going to go with outside picks. outside-the-box pick. AL Rookie of the Year, I'm going to go with an inside-the-box pick. I'm going to take Luis Robert. That dude is nasty. He's going to be playing from day one. He's going to be really good. Nate Pearson coming up with the Blue Jays in a week or so is going to be awesome, too, but I, I think Robert's the winner there. And then I have Kevin Cash winning the AL Manager of the Year as the Rays win the, uh, win the East National League. You're NL MVP. I've said it many times. I truly believe it. Bryce Harper is going to be the National League MVP. Uh, Cy Young winner. I think a lot of people would uh, obviously take DeGrom after he's done it so much. Scherzer. I'm actually going with Jack Flaherty. I, you know, Best pitcher in baseball, potentially, over the second half last year other than Garrett Cole. I think he starts off hot and carries it through the season. NL Rookie of the Year, Gavin Lux was the favorite, got sent down to the minors. I think Spencer Howard is an interesting name. Boom, if he gets an opportunity. But I'm going to give it to a player I think is worse than those guys, but I just think is going to play the most of all the rookies and thus put up the counting numbers that they usually look for in those types of words. I think Carter Keboom is your NL Rookie of the Year. And I'll give the NL Manager of the Year to David Bell. I think it's either David Bell or Joe Girardi. One of those two. Uh, uh, the Reds and the Phillies make it the playoffs after not. Um, I think one of those two guys gets the NL manager of the year. I'll give it to Bell just because the Reds, I think, are a little less sexy than the Phillies considering. All right. um, In the AL, I have, even though they were a wild card team, I think they figure it out by the time the playoffs come around. I think the Rays and the Yankees square off in the ALCS. I think the Yankees win it. I think the Yankees are going to the World Series, even though they're only a wild card to get there. Um, I think the A's are an interesting sleeper team. I like the Indians, but I'm going to go with the Yankees representing the AL. And then in the, uh, again, I had some really weird picks leading up to this, but when it comes down to it, it's the weirdest year ever. Who knows what's going to happen? You may as well just go with the best, right? I think the Dodgers find their way out of the National League beating the St. Louis Cardinals in the NLCS. And I think they find their way into the World Series, and guess what? Even though it's an asterisk, World Series, the Dodgers. Los Angeles Dodgers will win their first World Series since 1988. That is how the season will play out. Book it, lock it in. It's going to be completely wrong. All right, um, Phillies baseball night. Let's go. Let's go. I will be talking to you on Monday, recapping three actual Philadelphia Phillies games that matter It is a beautiful day friends it is a beautiful day thank you so much for hanging with me this whole time for for listening to these shows while there was anger and and uh millionaires and billionaires arguing and fighting and and nothing fun to talk about we have made it we have made it to phillies baseball and uh it is just the best feeling in the world so thanks for sticking with me and uh monday we get to talk about actual real phillies games that happen and and for the rest of the season moving forward it's going to be awesome so Enjoy the Phillies this weekend. Have a safe, happy, healthy weekend, and we'll talk about some Phillies baseball on Monday. Until then, again, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.